Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. I am Icky Ichabod and this is my show. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the Corpse Bride. Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. So, hey, sit back and put your drool cups on and your vomit bags and get ready to have a good time. Before we get going underway with that, we're going to give a quick shout out to our friends at Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. They're located right here in the Grand Cities Mall, just down the hall from us. They're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., and they are the place to go if you want to grab either just grab a lunch or dinner or just go there to catch any sports game you desire because they have wall-to-wall TVs, and they'll put on any sports game you want. Just last week, I was in there watching some U.S. Open tennis, so they'll put on anything. Just ask. The staff there is great, and they're also, if you're feeling lucky, they're the only authorized place in town to place a horse race bet, and they also have bingo electronic pull tabs and traditional pull tabs and even pig wheel and they also are home of the world famous beer tower and don't forget about their six dollar express lunch specials and on mondays they have dj trivia night and all other kinds of lunch and dinner specials all week long check them out rumor sports bar and casino they're in the grand cities mall right down the hall from us open every day from 11 a.m to 2 a.m and then bingo was his name oh big fat of bingo so, Corpse Bride, uh, Tim Burton film. Really interesting, actually. It's one of his uh, stop-motion animation films, which he made, well, three of them, I think. He made Nightmare Before Christmas, he made Corpse Bride, and he made um, Frankenweenie. Stop-motion animation. I, I guess I, I never thought of it like that. I always just, this is my first time seeing Corpse Bride uh, when I was preparing for this year. I, I just... I guess I was always under the impression it was your traditional CG animation movie. No, it's it's a it's a it's a stop motion animation. They're made of, I believe they're made of clay, it's, and they just manipulate them like to to make the illusion of movement. Yeah, it's it's really impressive how they they make these movies. If you've ever seen how they do the the stop motion animation, because they literally have to take these clay figures and take a picture and then move it take another picture, move it, take another picture. So it's almost like a film reel, you know, just cut over and over and over again to make it look like they have movement. I mean, the, the artistry behind it is it's phenomenal. A lot of meticulous work. Yeah, I remember Nightmare Before Christmas having uh, doing that stop-motion animation and uh, almost like a claymation-type look to it. But, uh, but yeah, I guess I, I thought this was just a... Uh, I thought that this was just a straight-up CG animation movie. Gosh, well, Tim Burton really, really likes a lot of... Uh of uh, stop motion like there's this guy named Henry Housen I believe was his name he made a bunch of uh, I think his movie was like Jason and the Argonauts or something like that which was, had a lot of claymation in it and Harry Housen was one of uh, Burton's influences so yeah I think that was probably like the same guy that did like the Sinbad I, th- I believe I believe you're correct yep yeah I always thought that those were just super cool shows when I was younger and you know as I've said before I prefer uh traditional special effects rather than the CGI stuff. 
you know, CGI is good if, if you need to use it, but, you know, I prefer you don't. Well, and it's and this one, too, it's, a, you know, it's really kind of comical in the fact that, you know, because it is clay, well, she's, like, falling apart, so you're literally just pulling pieces off of the clay figure. Well, you know, here's the thing, and then we'll, we'll start talking about the movie. Um, there was actually a... That, like, for... Uh, Whatchamacallit, for Nightmare Before Christmas, they had like 540 different heads for their characters to show different expressions. Well, for the Corpse Bride, they hired a Swiss watchmaker to make this this, uh, windy thing that they put in the head to change the expression so that they wouldn't have to have 540 heads for every character. All right, I I just got to admit that. that's pretty mind blowing when you mentioned this. I thought the animation, I thought, I thought this was actual computer generated animation. I had no idea this was still doing the same stop motion, like actual practical animation in here. This, it, they made a huge leap in quality from the 13 years before, or since um, Nightmare Before Christmas before it, because that was what, 92 ish or so, give or take a year? 93, I believe. So yeah, yeah, 12, 13 years before uh, Corpse Bride in 2005. They, they'd made some huge strides. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna promote something right now. There's a real good book out now called "Long Live the Pumpkin Queen," and it's about Sally after she marries Jack. Really great book. So, so how how is the plot set up for this one for the Corpse Bride? Basically, it's about a guy who's gonna uh, they're gonna he's trying this family's trying to marry their daughter for money. Um, he can't remember his vows and. He's really scared about getting married, and he winds up in this forest, which in a, a lot of Tim Burton's stuff involves forest because I believe it, it's it's represent, representation of the subconscious mind. Um, and he accidentally awakes this bride who was killed, murdered, and he marries her accidentally, of course. And it's about him trying to get his real bride back while trying to keep the corpse bride happy, basically, you know, and trying to figure out why she died. So. Yeah, and she was pretty creepy, but she was a sweetheart. Well, you know, the the person who did the voice of the bride was actually Tim Burton's wife. Oh, Helena Bottom Carter? Yes. Yeah, they got a great voice cast Johnny for this. Depp was on it. Uh, we were talking about Christopher Lee, because Christopher Lee did the... The voice of uh, the pre the preacher, but he who was also in another uh, Tim Burton film. Also, he was uh, Willy Wonka's dad in uh, Tim Burton's Willy Wonka movie. So, I mean, yeah, Johnny Depp's been a go-to for Tim Burton for for many years. I mean, Edward Scissorhands and uh, Ed Wood, Ed Wood. I want to say one or two other movies. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Did he do a Charlie and the Charlie Chocolate Factory? Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory. Shadow Dark Shadows. Then we also have Emily Watson as Victoria, the the, the his, real wife. Yeah, the arranged bride to be, and also uh, Tracy Ullman. And uh, this is one of uh, the legendary Michael Goh's uh, last movies. You know, the guy who was uh, most commonly known for uh, uh, many decades of work, going back to like I think the forties, but uh, most commonly remembered probably for his later films as uh, the Butler Alfred from the four Batman movies of the late eighties and nineties. There. Well, here, here, here's the, the, the weird thing, you know, what this this movie takes place in both the land of the dead and the land of the living. Well, the land of the dead is even more uh, 
like upbeat than the land of the living. They're they're having more fun being dead because they're like drinking their beer and they're dancing and they're singing jazz tunes and stuff like that. Whereas in the world of the living, it's kind of blah, kind of all doom and gloom. All the characters kind of have like just like droopy eyes, like no one wants to be there. And uh, well, it is interesting how they because it seems like that's kind of a theme in a lot of his movies like this that. When you're in the land of the living, everything's kind of like in a grayish monotone color. But then you go I've into the, the the dead, like land of the dead, and every all of a sudden there's a bunch of color and all all kinds of things like that. Well, you know, in the in the town, the, the town from the land of the dead is kind of reminiscent of a Halloween town from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Spe- we're, you were talking about uh, like uh, that guy who was one of his last movies. Well, there. There was a worm that lived behind the corpse bride's eye, which is supposed to be like a, a parody of Peter Lorre, uh, I read. I know you're also mentioning, too, for another, uh, just before we started recording, another uh, kind of analogy for what the animation style was reminiscent of for the scenery was like uh, the, you're talking about the uh, uh, Mexican... Uh, Day of the Dead. Yep, Day of the Dead. Yeah, just yeah, really, really great scenery here that just really popped. They, like you said, they went all out with that animation style in here, and uh, it just kind of gave a really good impression where uh, just the, the the macabre nature of the corpse ride just seems similar to the spirit of Nightmare Before Christmas, like it's an unofficial sequel, kind of. <laughs> well, you know, you know the dog Scraps. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that has, dog in here. Yeah, <laughs> that he has. Well, Tim Burton does a lot of things with dogs, like in. in uh, Supposedly, Scraps and Sparky and Zero, Sparky is from Frank and Weenie and Zero is from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Apparently, they're supposedly the same dog, oh. but just different incarnations of it. So what did you think of how, like, you know, he's kind of, he unintentionally says he's trying to practice his vows in the cemetery there, and uh, he... And he accidentally says it by a grave where the corpse bride, it's him saying the vows, summons her to him. And she takes uh, uh, Johnny Depp's character, Victor Van Dort, to the, to the land of the dead. And now they're like supposedly uh, unintentionally uh, destined to become a, a couple. <laughs> it's weird. You know, when, when, I, when I first saw this movie, I, I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it later on. But when I first saw it advertised, it's like, why are they promoting necrophilia? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they're trying to, I guess, make it right, supposedly, because they're, like, eventually, like, the... Uh, he wants to die. Yeah, the would. corpse bride, like, that's her character name in here, the corpse bride, like, all her family and the undead, they're like, well, in order to make this official, you know, uh, Victor has to has to be dead also in order to get married. So they're like, you got to make sure he does this ritual where he says this certain phrase and drinks this magic potion to... In essence, uh, you know, kill himself so he could be, become part of the uh, undead. Well, and then there's a, there, you find out there's like this mysterious man who shows up at the wedding vows, and you find out that he was the one who killed the corpse bride for her money, mm-hmm. and that he wants to marry Victor's Victoria. Yeah, he's like one in that- order to get her money. Yep, he's like Lord Barkus Bittern, and he's like one of the extended family there, part of the like the wedding party. And like when uh, Victor goes missing, when he be- goes to the undead world, he stakes a claim to be part of the arranged marriage because he wants to get uh, Victoria's wealth. So yeah, yeah, so I guess this movie is technically like a murder mystery. 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're trying to be on the case, find out what the heck happened to the corpse bride and, I guess, to Victor, yeah. Well, I'm a huge Tim Burton fan, if, if you guys out there haven't realized this. I've done Beetlejuice, I've done Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We talked about Frank and Weenie on uh, Big Streams. There's yeah. a uh, movie with the... When you talked about the Day of the Dead, it was uh, the kid who uh, was like a musician. I'm trying to remember the name of that darn movie now. It, it came out recently. But I, would, I think that that one was also uh, the stop-action claymation, too. Um, but how long back was it? Oh, just a couple of years. It's a, couple a of musician? Yeah, he's a, like a Mexican musician, and then he goes into um, the, the, like, what is the Cinco de Mayo? Uh, oh, Cinco de Mayo. Festival. No, Dia de Amortes, I think it is. Yeah. I'm blanking on it, yeah. Yeah, anyway, um. You know, and I read somewhere that this movie was actually based after a Russian folk tale. I see. Yeah, I'm, I, did, I was not familiar with that. Is you know, it wouldn't surprise me with you know Tim Burton being you know where he gets his inspirations from because he really goes kind of beyond the common mainstream film. Uh, even though his movies, a lot of his movies do good box office, they they're not your traditional cookie cutter movie plots. In order to do this show, I had to read. I read part of a book on Tim Burton's films. Coco, that was the name of the movie. Oh, Coco, yeah, that's it, yep. Yeah, I, I think I've heard I of that I remember hearing that, yeah. Uh, is, uh, speaking of movies like that, has anyone here heard of the movie Paranorman? Paranorman? Mm, can't say I have, no. It was another animated film. I think, you know, personally, I think there should be more stop motion. It's got to be such... Uh, time-consuming process, though. I, well, mean, I think these, it took, these... like, three years to make A Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah, I mean, I, even if you look at it, I mean, just... Like, you look at his eyes. I mean, somebody's in there with just a tiny scalpel, like, making these, you know... Precise movements. Yeah. And, like, and this is even a really short film. It's, like, I don't even think it's 80 minutes long. Like, I want to say it was, like, 75 minutes? I don't know. Uh, you said you just saw it again uh, just a, a day or two ago. Does that seem about right? Hour 15, hour 20 minutes? Yep, one second here. It's my birthday! It's Tim Burton's birthday on Weird Cinema. What? <laughs> what? We I, think, I, think, I think we need to train you on this board a little more. <laughs> what? You got him calling in for his birthday. All right. No. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the thing. I, I just like messing around with the, with the uh, sound effects, man. I just love messing around with them. You don't even have headphones on. You don't even know which ones you're hitting. <laughs> I can hear them. Oh, you can? Okay. <laughs> and I, I choose not to wear headphones because you need to get I don't want to hear myself. Tim Burton on speed dial. <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess just to kind of get into the last final act of the film, how did you like how that, that it kind of wrapped up where it seems like Victoria is going to get married against her will in this arranged marriage she did not want to get in for against this evil lord. But then the undead... Uh, kind of invade the the land of the living, and, and yeah, like I like what, what the uh, what the pastor says. Oh, hell is broken loose, or something like that. And, and then you kind of find out they reveal all the undead are like really past family members that have you know lo- been long deceased. Well, Tim Burton, you know, usually works a lot with the outsiders, like people who are like misunderstood, and I think the dead are misunderstood in this because they think they're like attacking them. But really, they're just trying to, you know, like, re, you know, revamp relationships with the people. 
who they loved. So I know one part about. I mean, I really like this movie a lot, but the one part only nitpick I really had was like when uh, the the Lord Barkus he does like his little evil monologue and like he's going to drink that. He says that ritual. He I guess he takes that potion where I guess Victor is going to do that whole ritual to so he can marry the corpse bride, but then. The Lord Barkus ends up taking the potion away and says, goes on like a kind of like a cliche, like evil bad guy, last ditch monologue thing. And, and then the dead kill him. Yeah, and he essentially kills himself. He turns like the blue or whatever, so it looks more family friendly. So he, he's entered the dead realm, and I guess that makes it so the dead can officially interact with fellow deceased uh, people, and, and they all just give him his just desserts. I like that part, you know. It was it was weird because oh, I liked the the jazz jazz musician thing. What's oh, that mean? Trying to remember the jazz musician there, how he came into play there. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty interesting uh, final act. Other than that little part there, I I, I really like this overall. Uh, how would you say this ranks in your Tim Burton hierarchy there? I like Nightmare Before Christmas and Frankenweenie. This is right up there with them. This him. is right up there with them. Yep. Is there a Tim Burton movie you don't like? Is or, there a Tim Burton or one that's like your least favorite? Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind Big Fish, but it's not my favorite Tim Burton movie. Gosh, yeah, yeah. I want to say most of his. I'm pretty big on. There's some I've intentionally avoided just because I heard kind of mixed things on. But have you uh, heard of Big Eyes? I'm trying to think, off the top of my head. Like there was this. There was this uh, uh, artist named Margaret Keane. Who would draw all these pictures with big eyes, like these kids with big eyes? Yeah, and she was a real, 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 uh, real painter. And Tim Burton made a movie about her a few years ago. Pretty good, like a documentary. Yeah, recommended documentary. It's not a documentary; it, they act out things. Oh, it's like a, a, a biopic. Then. A yeah. biopic, yeah. yeah. Another good, another good one of his uh, works there. And Ed Wood, I really like. Oh Ed yeah, I Wood. love Ed Wood. That's probably like my favorite of his. I absolutely love that one. Because of, of course, Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is weird, 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 weird. Yes, they. That is a very accurate portrayal of Ed Wood and the Plant Plant Nine from. There, there's a good future episode right there, Plan Nine from Outer Space and Ed Wood. You can make it a double future. <laughs> but uh, I guess maybe a couple of little facts here to wind down here. Possibly, um, uh, it was nominated. For the Oscar for Best Animated Movie for 2005. Didn't win it, unfortunately, but it did win it for other Best Animated Film and uh, quite a few other award circuits, but not for the Oscars, unfortunately. And uh, It should have won an award, personally. It, I think it should have won an award. Unfortunately, did not get the Oscar. Uh, did good on the Rotten Tomatoes aggregates. Uh, critic approval, uh, 84% of critics gave it good reviews and audience approval rating of 77%, so pretty good there. And for the box office, it almost tripled its money back at 40 million dollar budget and 118.1 million uh, box office that's so. a lot of money yeah i like to have that much money i'd i'd buy myself talking about weird wrestling the money in the bank <laughs> yeah there you go carry on special briefcase uh any final thoughts uh final recommendation then or closing words on uh, well you know just check tim burton out if you haven't seen his movies check them out so safe to say definite thumbs up for corpse bride Yes, yes. I know I've been saying thumbs up, thumbs down the last couple of weeks, but... Or yeah. high recommendation? High recommendation, yeah. There you go. All right, and before we preview uh, next week's movie, we're going to have a special words from our friends at Executive Properties. 
Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. Icky, what do we have on tap for next week? Next week's show, we have Weird Wrestling. Oh, that's a good thing, right? We've got a special uh, countdown show lined up next week, right? Yes, we do actually, and we might even be promoting something coming up too. So, well, we shall see next week. We'll see everyone then. <laughs>